Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Still to come on the show, we'll be chatting with Greg Clark from Subiaco. Been in very good form, picked up 40-odd possessions in the Lions' last game against Perth. He's going to be a key component to take on the West Coast Eagles waffle. And one man who comes in, not just talking about the West Coast Eagles waffle, but a competition in general, is the captain of Waffle Eagles, and that is Hamish Bray. Well, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me back, Goss. Yes. Sorry I couldn't be here last week. Yeah, what's going on, mate? Just up north. Uh, we had a little Western Desert trip up to Nalagine. So How was some, that? Yeah, it was bloody good fun. Saw yeah. some real red dirt footy. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, might be running around this weekend with no shoes on. They wear boots? Uh, a handful. But more often than not, most of them wear just run around in the bare feet. Weather? Uh, it was not too warm. I mean, it was probably 16 degrees, 17 all? degrees. Yeah, it was not bad. It was pretty cold. But for them, that would have felt like... Negative one. I mean, they're, they're used to 35 and sunny. So uh, Good to have you back anyway. And back. the boys had, had the weekend off. Yep. Um, in general terms, that was probably a good thing. But you come off probably your best performance for the year. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, we would have loved another week to back up what we did against Claremont. I mean, I thought we probably could have won that game. Mm. We missed a few pretty easy shots in front of goal, myself included, uh, which probably could have put us a bit in front. Um you know, but I think that effort, and we spoke. I've spoken about it on here before. Just four quarters of footy. That was the first time we've put together mm. four quarters of football, and we challenged the premiership, uh, the premiership favourites. So we were right in the game the whole way. Got to the last quarter, and everyone was out on their feet, and it was sort of a back and forth game. And I don't think anyone was going to win it or lose it in the last quarter. It was sort of just the way it was. But our effort that we put in over four quarters put us in you know, great stead against a really, really good side. Alrighty, so now you dust yourselves off and you get ready again and you come up against the best team in the comp. Yes, the best team for the last 10 years or however long they've been very good for. So we uh, we do have a challenge this week. We know what they bring. Um, Kyle Horsley, you know, with us, all he's just been telling us the contest, the contest, the contest. That's all they. That's the way they play. They're very much like Richmond. They just attack the footy, get the footy going forward and, you know, they, they're all on the same page. So, um, They've been a champion team for a long time. I think we're going to have a few good ins this week, mm. which will help us. Uh, but we know that you know Luke Shuey isn't going to win us a game of footy um, just off his own fo- uh, boots. So we've we seen need... that with Elliot Yo. He returned a couple of weeks yeah. ago, and you were playing East, East Perth. Perth. Yeah, and you know, so it, it doesn't just take one player. But we're um, we're going to have a pretty good side in this week, and I think if we can bring the energy and that sort of performance that we brought against Claremont, we'll be right in it. Okay, so it is only Wednesday, and you, you know your team hasn't been defined, and you and you don't know what the club's going to give you. But have they given you an indication of possibly some other names that might come in? Uh, I'm not sure. Off the top of your head, maybe? Yeah, off the top of my head. I mean, there's guys like Jared Brander, Jack Petricelli, who are sort of, um, they're coming off injuries at AFL level. I'm not sure if they're going to give them another week to get ready for the... Um... They're not down south on the wine tour with everyone nah, else, are nah, they? No, they're not. That was only for the boys that played on the weekend. Um, <laughs> yeah, mate, with guys like uh, Zach Langdon, these sort of guys, I'm not sure whether or not they'll play. Brendan mm. Archie might be back. So 
There'll be a, there'll be a good list of boys coming back and playing, which will make us competitive. Um, but yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure what the team will look like. Uh, we haven't spoken about it, but I need to speak about it. But um, Nathan Vardy getting some fair airtime um, yeah. with the big uh, the big dangle on the far wing. Yeah, an absolute screamer. He took two on the weekend. Did. The first was probably the best. I was I think I was on I was on the ground for one of them. I believe it was the first one. But he just got up for a bloke so tall anyway to get on someone's head like that. I mean, he really wound the clock back. He, he did, and poor old Stephen Miller was the bloke yeah. underneath him. Well, I'm feeling too flashy. He was actually a good player, that Stephen Miller. He might be a, yeah. a player for the future. Um, Greg Clark is a player that I've got coming up. I'm chatting with him a little later. Yep. He's a young man who decided – in fact, he didn't even nominate for the yes. draft. And mm-hmm. I asked him why, and he said – I'm just not in that space right now. He said, if I keep playing well by the end of the year and someone knocks on my door, but no one spoke to him. Now, this is a former State 18s captain. I know yep. that's years ago now. Mm-hmm. But he's a big body footballer who gets a lot of the ball. He's a tackling yep. beast as well. Yep. Do you think from what you've seen that he has got the capabilities of playing at another level? No question. I mean, you look at um, John Newcomb on the weekend, mm. you know, a solid bodied from the VFL who comes in and has fought out, you know, lays the most tackles on AFL debut and, and fits right in. Um, you talk about ready-made footballers. There's no one more ready-made than Greg Clark. Mm. He's dominating Waffle. He's such a big, strong body. He's obviously put a lot of work in um, in the gym over the last couple of years. Yeah, big he's, unit, he's massive, <laughs> enormous. <laughs> but you know, I think he. I, I'm not sure what um, yeah. his motives were for not nominating. He just said he didn't get anyone yep. showing interest, so he thought I'm not going to waste my time and <clears throat> put my name down yep. for whatever it was worth. You know, that's fair. Mm. Um, so I mean, I think. The way if he continues playing the way he's playing, I'm not sure whether he'll win it, but he's playing Sandover Medal quality football. He'll mm. get to the end of the year, and if he can, you know, keep performing the way he's performing, he'll have put together a body of work that can't go unnoticed by AFL clubs. And I think the way the game's trending, it's going to look, you know, these mid sort of 23, 24 year mm. old players who are ready made and can come straight in and don't need that two years of development will be pretty sought after um, from uh, from AFL clubs. So he's also very he's a high quality young man. Like he's a good talker. He's very yeah. team focused. Yep. Um, you know he's got good mind outside yeah. of footy. There's a lot to like about him. If, if footy clubs are ticking boxes on humans at footy clubs, and that's a big yeah, part that, of it. That is something. And I mean, I guess for guys that haven't been drafted as eighteen year olds and have had what is he? He's twenty four now. Yeah. So he's had you know he's had six years of finishing finishing school. He's been through. He's done what he has. He's he's had life experience and mm. he comes. In, if he does get it go into a footy club, he comes mm. in as a man who's you know who's experienced the world and he's a well-rounded bloke. As opposed to you get some eighteen-year-old kids who come out of school and they don't know anything but football, so they thrust into this football environment and it can be you know it can take them a little bit of a time to adjust. Whereas I think as if you with the life experience that he's got from the blokes that do get drafted as a bit older, they come in and they can sort of find their feet a little bit quicker. Talking waffle with Waffle Eagles uh, captain Hamish Brayshaw, not just about the Waffle Eagles but the competition in general. Um, he, he well, don't harp on, on, on Greg Clark as well, but the, the fact is that he has chosen not to nominate I also think there's been a bit of a hangover for him being the state 18s captain. I think there yep. was a lot of expectation. Oh, you're the captain of your state team. Oh, you're going to be drafted. And I reckon that might have wore him down for a couple of years. Um, not that he would ever give up being captain of the state 18s by any stretch of the imagination, but it's probably taken him a while to shed that skin. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it, it, I'm not sure. I wasn't here when he was obviously state 18s captain, but I, just growing up in Victoria, I know that, the 18s captains for the Vic Country and the Vic Metro, there is a lot of media talk mm. about them. Obviously, it comes around draft time and you think, you know, who's who. And you, the names come out in the paper and blokes do their top fandom drafts and all that sort of stuff. And and for if you're named in those things and, you know, you don't get taken, it, it, it can sort of – it's not your build. You try your best to keep your expectations Correct. low. But if, if the name's constantly being put out there – 
then and you don't. It's it is a bit of a shock and it's it does sort of take a little bit of time. And <clears throat> I mean, for a bloke that's captain and and you get your name pushed the way he has. Um, it, it can take a bit of time to recover. So I'm not sure if that had any um, bearing on the decision to yeah, not nominate. But, you know, sure. it, it's definitely not something that you can get over in, in a night. I look forward to seeing uh, how he goes against you. It's going to, it's going to be a ripping contest. And uh, no, people are, want, looking forward if, to If you it. can't go to the game, which there's no reason why you can't, if you're an Eagles fan, you can always uh, watch the live stream of it as well. Uh, speaking of Waffle Eagles, um, you must get great uh, comfort in knowing that that reasoning of that team is to breed the next AFL yep. player and it has done so with Luke Edwards. Hasn't it ever? Who oh who probably played ahead of his time to yep. be selected, yep. gets picked, plays in Sydney, serviceable, yep. keeps his spot on the back of a couple of other mids not being available. And even when asked in the end of the game, Adam Simpson was shocked to know that he'd had 27 disposals and 11 yep. in the last quarter. Yep. Well, uh, we spoke about it on our podcast the other day, Coast to Coast. Uh, Oscar said that he brought up the fact that Simo doesn't often say, you know, he doesn't often big up players that, you know, are undeserving. And it, it, it usually takes a best and fairest or an All-Australian, you know, for him to acknowledge that a, a player's a good player. But when asked in the post-match press conference about Luke Edwards, he, you know, shook it was his head genuine and said, shock. He said, "Yeah, he's a good player. This yeah. kid's a good player." But I mean, you're right. He he came in his last week against Sydney. I thought he was good. I mean, yeah. for your first game to have 15 touches and adapt to the way to the contest the way he did, but he just looked like a seasoned player out there on the weekend. And I mean, I threw the, I throw this up not willy nilly, but he look. It was Pendlebury like the way he mm. sort of had time. That um, the dummy that he sold to Cochin in the last quarter was. It was incredible, the best of the year, I think, so far. But just it showed as a young kid that he does have class. And, I mean, he's, he comes from a, a very good family of, uh, of football. Um, he's been around football for a very long time, so he knows the ins and outs of it. But he just looked a, a class above. And for an 18-year-old kid, that's a really good sign going forward. Amongst the group, just to give us a, a, the, our listeners an indication of what sort of young man he is like. He's just a, he's a really, really, really nice and a genuine person. I mean, he's not, he's not overly flashy. He doesn't go – I think – Growing up the way he has and having Tyson obviously play 300-odd games for Adelaide, he knows how to fit in a football club. He's been around the environment mm. of a football club, so fits in well in that respect. Isn't, you know, doesn't have an ego, doesn't, you know, he just goes out, goes about his business. And you watch, it's, it's the way he plays the game. He doesn't, he's not overly flashy. He's not doing anything to sort of, oh, look at me, look at me. He just goes out there, goes about his That was his very business. Tyson Edwards, 321 games. That's yep. exactly how he played the footy. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's the way he is off field. He's just a nice... Lovely, lovely guy. Happy to have a chat, but he's just a really, really mm. good fella. And that's, I think, the boys really, uh, you know, have really grown to him and and are happy to, that he's playing good footy. Who's in the gun at uh, at Adelaide Crows for letting him slip through the father son? Yeah, gee whiz. What about well, that? <laughs> yeah, I was saying that afterwards. I think they're gonna maybe after two games or maybe after a couple of hundred they'll regret that one. <laughs> anyway, all right. So. You can win. You can beat Subi. Can. You can, but you need to be at your best. Yes, we do. I mean, if we bring the contest and we bring the effort that we did uh, against Claremont, I think we'll be right in it. SEN Radio will be covering the game between Swan Districts and West Perth. And, of course, Swan Districts and West Perth were currently fourth and fifth. And behind Subi and Claremont, Subi with the game in hand, there is, and Perth are also in this, there's a fudge of, of teams where third, fourth, fifth, and South Fremantle are off the boil at the moment. So this is, a, oh, I hate to say it, it's a bit cliche, but it's an eight-point game for these two teams, Swans and West Perth. Yeah, it is. I mean, we... We, as in the position that we're in, I think uh, just from a West Coast Waffle point of view, we're going to have some numbers come back. The AFL list is starting to look healthy, and if we're to have any, you know, if we're to have any effort at the back end of the season, we need these top teams to start winning. So uh, knowing that Swan Districts are above, I'm going to tip them. <laughs> it's at, so it's I, out at Bassendine. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, yeah. So it's at Steel Blue. That's so always a hard place. It is. To win. It yeah. is. But <clears throat> so am I hearing this? Yep. 
the depth of the Waffle Eagles will improve markedly in the back half of the season. Yep. That you, as captain, yep. are talking... No, I mean, what's the point are, of playing football if you, you're not going for? You, you know, if you're not gunning for it, we did in 2019. We had we were two and seven at one point, and we're on the bottom of the ladder, and then won. I think we won six games in a row to get to uh, to get to the point of finals. And obviously, I'm not saying we're going to get there. We haven't won a game yet, but um, our goal is to win games of football, and and we want to keep ourselves alive. So, see I'm, how we go. I'm going to raise this with Greg Clark sure. coming up, but yep. I'm going to say it with you. The last time Subiaco played. The West, West Coast, Coast waffle, yep. waffle, yeah, was July 27, 2019. So two years ago, because they didn't play last year. Didn't yep. In the Eagles team, Petrie, yep. Brander, yep. Vardy, Brayshaw with 25, mm-hmm. game high, team high, O'Neill, Cole, Foley, Williams, Rotham, McInnes, Mudima, Brooksby, Archie, Allen, and then all your, um, your boys, yep. the, the other boys. That, oh, Nick Reed was in that too, and he was, yep. a, he was a top up. Yep. That was a fair side back then. It was. A lot no shoey, though. No shoey. But a lot of the guys you mentioned, like uh, Rotham, Mutimer, like these guys were still, you know, young players. Yeah. You know, this is two years ago. So, you know, you see Josh Rotham playing the way he has. He oh. hasn't, hasn't missed a game this year and he's, he's been one of our key backs. He wasn't playing like – he was playing very well, but he's not – you can't expect him to have played that level, you know, two years ago. So we're a different side than we were back then. I've got Rotham, and this morning I opened the show with my top ten at the bye, yep. Eagles and Dockers combined. Yep. And I've got Rotham at number 10. It's probably a fair hasn't assessment. Hasn't done much wrong, mate. No. Nah, he's, he's plays de- above himself. Yep. He defends well. He can play Versatile, tall. He can play small. Correct. He's really fast. It's and a lot u- of the ball. Yep. And uses it really well. He's, he's the link. Kick. Yep. He's the defensive rebound link. Yep. He and Hearn. Hearn mm. does it mostly from kick-ins. Yep. But uh, Rotham does it from field play. Yep. Yeah. Where's the uh, Where's the young fella in that top yeah, 10? Yeah. Bit of Andy B. Uh, I've got Brayshaw 6. 6. Yeah. Yep. So right my on. top 10 was this. Uh, I've got Rotham 10. Yep. 5, 9. He yep. loses a couple of points for inaccuracy Fair and enough, free argue. kicks against. Yep. Uh, I've got Oscar Allen eight. Yep. Just ahead in the in the big three uh, tools at West Coast. Yeah. I've got Ace seven. He's Ace had a great been, he's year. been really good. I've really, really good. Liked him. I've got an idea of who I think the top three will be. Okay. I've got Brayshaw six, Redden five. Go me. Go go my top four if you can. Uh, okay. In any order. In any order. Well, I think Barras is in there. He's at number three. I think Nat Nui has to be in there. Number two. I think Dave Mundy has to be in there. Number one. And so I'm missing number four, uh, Sean Darcy. Yeah. There Good you go. job, Big you. Shorty. There you go. You're so Mundy one, Nat Nui two, Barris three. Been enormous. Darcy four, Redden five, Brayshaw six, Ace seven, Allen eight, five nine, Rotham ten. I mean, you mix and match towards yep, the end. I mean, you, you could have Darling Kennedy or whatever yeah, you like, or even Tabitha when he's at his best yep. as well. Thanks for coming in. No worries. Thanks for having me, guys. a good man. Oh, just before you go, Perth oh, versus yep. Sharks. Uh, I think I'm going to have to go with Perth. They're getting the band back this week. There's a few in, so uh, I'll be rolling on the Perth Demons train. Ten past three. That one at MRP, of course, the home of the West Coast Eagles and West Coast Eagles Waffle. Take a break. Come back. This is the Sporting Goss. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.